Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, it's me again. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about how to think like a business. So a lot of you have heard me say probably multiple times (laughs) that your art business will change when you stop thinking of it like a hobby and start treating it like a business, right? Super catchy. Cool. Okay. What does that actually mean though? So today we're going to talk about, you know, some of the different examples that I want to give you for businesses that, you know, have maybe struggled in the first couple years and how to compare that to your art business and how to make you feel a lot better about where you're at, (laughs) really. So, and we're just going to talk about things like investing, profit versus revenue and all of that. And just stay with me because I think this will really help you and just to understand and be a little bit more, I don't know, just complacent about where you are right now and just make you make you feel a little better about being in the first couple years of your art business. And I know that we have some veteran artists that listen to this too, but I, I think the majority of it are artists in the first couple years. And I know by talking to a lot of you that you're really discouraged. You're really discouraged by how fast things are moving or how not fast things are moving, (laughs) how slow everything is going and how little commissions you're getting right now and just all the things. Cause I also know that you're comparing yourself to all these people on Instagram and, and me and your neighbor and this other girl that's, that's painting in your community that is a little bit farther along than you are. And you're thinking she's taking all the jobs. And I like, I know I get it. I get it because 
I've kind of been there and a while ago, you know, when I was first starting out, I didn't really have a lot of the Instagram and Facebook artists to look up to or to learn from like you do now. And, but on the, you know, on the opposite side, I didn't have a lot of people to compare myself to and be like, oh, well, she's taking all the jobs. I should not even try. I had no idea. I had no idea of even one artist when I first started out that lived in my area and when I first started this podcast I had no idea that there were other podcasts that focused on art and business no clue I was like I'm gonna fill the void I obviously I did no market research before starting this podcast but it was probably for the better because I was like oh I need to fill the need and <laughs> the other artists need to know how to do business stuff and yeah all the things so I would just want to encourage you throughout this episode to not compare as much. And if you are comparing yourself, maybe figure out how to learn from the people who have already, you know, been there, done that. So let's talk about how to think like a business. How, how do you make your art business think like a business? You're like, okay, Andrea, yes, I get it. I'm going to post on social media and I'm going to promote myself. Yes, yes, that, that is all good. But I'm going to talk about you know, just the expectation of any business, not just artists, the expectation of making money in your first couple years as a business. Okay. And I think a lot of businesses that maybe aren't in the arts and a lot of people who have a business background, maybe went to school for it and whatnot. A lot of people are they expect and they are prepared to not make money in their first year. And I think that one distinction is where a lot of artists are getting, you know, you're just, you're getting really insecure and you're getting thrown off and you're thinking, well, if it's not working for me in the first couple of months, why, why should I do it at all? And, you know, I say play the long game and I mean it. And partially that's because a lot of businesses that first start out make absolutely nothing in their first year and they're okay with it. (laughs) And the reason they're making nothing is because they're investing in things. They're investing in education, either whether it be college or online courses or whatnot. They're investing in product. You know, they're investing their time in learning how to make a product. (laughs) They're investing their time in learning how to advertise. They're investing money in advertising. Like there's so much investment that comes in the first couple years that I think maybe some artists aren't aware of or I don't know. I think you guys are just bringing yourself down so much. And so I want to bring you up a little bit like a Let's stand up. Let's put the paintbrush in your hand, which I hope you have a paintbrush in your hand right now listening to this. So you're already on track. But I just want to, you know, bring to light a little bit about how much investment is needed in the first couple years to make something like this work. And, you know, this comes from talking to my students and people online, random people online. Sorry, not you're not random. You are artists online who... I don't know yet, <laughs> and that messaged me on Instagram or Facebook and want advice and want this, and are they are they comment on different things? And I can just tell that a lot of you are very 
I don't know, down about not being to where I'm at or where some other artist on Instagram that you're following is at. And I get it. Okay. I totally get it. But I just want to bring it back a little bit and talk about how much investment is needed in the first couple years to then make it in air quotes. I'm literally making air quotes with my fingers. Like how much investment is needed to quote, make it in the art world. And I think one big distinction in the beginning is that nobody is willing to invest what needs to be invested in the first couple years. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm not just talking about, you know, invest in my online, online membership or invest in that course to teach you how to paint, which they all work and I'll go into that. But I'm also talking about the time investment. And I know a lot of you have full-time jobs and you have kids and I can't even imagine how busy that is. But just doing one thing per week, one small thing, whether it's finishing one painting or passing out a couple flyers or going live, just doing one thing every week can add up just so, so, so much in the end. So anyway, okay, back to the whole business side of it. (laughs) That's enough of your first up little pep talk in the beginning. So let's talk about the business side of it. And I know this from, you know, taking some business classes and just, you know, just immersing myself in business podcasts and books and all the things. I know that making money in your first year is so rare. And so I did a little digging. So I wanted to get some hard proof. And I found this article from Inc.com, and it's fact-checked and everything. Everything is good. Everybody should fact-check. And I found a couple of major companies that didn't make money in their first five years of being in business. What? (laughs) Could you imagine painting and showing up and doing the things and putting in the time and not making money for the first five years of your business? Could you imagine that? Because I've been there. And I'll explain in a second, but I did not make money in my first five years of being in business. And I want to, and I want to say that because I spent those five years learning and paying people to teach me how to paint and how to, you know, how to think like a business and all that in college. So (laughs) I like just to back it up. You know, for all of you who, and I, I don't, I don't think that college is completely necessary for every person. Everybody has their own journey. You know, some people are self-taught. Some people go to school. Some people do online courses. So whatever, whatever it is that you want, you know, do your thing. But I just want to point out that I did not make money in the first five years of my business, air quotes, (laughs) because I spent that time learning. And I think that is a major reason why I took off as fast as I did, because I didn't expect to make money in the first five years. I just didn't. And I spent that, you know, putting paint to canvas and learning in class and literally teaching people or or paying people how to teach to me how to learn how to paint. And so I think that was a big reason why I propelled as fast as I did because I had the skill. And I mean, not like, like it is now, I've learned along the way, but I had a really good understanding of a lot of things in the first five years. And so whenever I found this article of ink.com, I was like, oh man, imagine starting a business and not making money for the first five years. And I was like, wait, I did that. <laughs> I literally did that. So of these businesses that I'm going to mention, they are used to, you know, spending money on 
things like, you know, computer programming and just all the things and advertising and all of that. And so businesses like FedEx, (laughs) so FedEx did not make money. It was started in 1971 and did not make money for the first five years. And we all know what happened with that. FedEx is now huge. And so another one would be Amazon. And you've probably heard the origins of Amazon by now. Jeff Bezos left his cushy gig on Wall Street and moved to Seattle to sell books online from his garage in 1994. And while Amazon had profits in the millions, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say profits. While Amazon had revenue in the first, you know, couple years in the millions, they were selling millions of books. They weren't actually profiting anything. (laughs) And it's because, you know, he was, you know, spending money on distribution centers and people hiring people, spending money on advertising. Like there's a lot that goes into starting a big company. And as I'm mentioning these big companies, I just want you to think, wow, I'm really glad that I'm not in the book selling business online or wow, I'm really glad I'm not in the shipping business because that would take a lot of time and a lot more investment than we are willing to make if we're being honest with ourselves. I'm not going to invest $5 million to start an art business. I'm just not doing it. We are, our level of entry is so low for us as compared to these big businesses. So this is what I think all the time when business is hard. I'm like, well, it's, it's not as hard as Amazon in the beginning, so I'm fine. <laughs> so And so it took, let me read on here. Let me look in this article. It took nine years for Amazon to be profitable. Okay. Nine years for Amazon to be profitable. (laughs) Here's another one. Uh, ESPN. It was started by Bill and Scott Rasmussen. Uh, They teamed up with an insurance agent back in the day and created an all sports network in 1978. (laughs) And it took, let me see how long it took to, it took over five years for them to be profitable, (laughs) which is crazy. And then we all know, we all know where ESPN is now. So Anheuser-Busch ended up um, going with them and they partnered and all that stuff. Another one is Tesla Motors. So Tesla was started in June 2003, and then Elon Musk invested a year later, uh, making Silicon Valley's most or first automobile company. And yeah, so now, and then they ended up going public a couple years later. And however, it took 10 years for Tesla Motors <laughs> to be profitable. So in 2013, they started to become profitable. And could so could you imagine showing up to your art business every day and putting in the hours and learning and you know investing and putting money in, in advertising and, and not making money for 10 years, a whole decade. A whole decade it took them. And obviously now they're making millions and it's just stupid money. But so those are some extreme examples. And if you want more, I highly encourage you to go to go listen to the podcast, How I Built This. It's How I Built This by Guy Raz from NPR. And it, I love listening to business podcasts like that. So if you like to hear about businesses, you know, coming up and, you know, talk and hear the business lingo and hear all the crazy things that they went through and honestly just make yourself feel better about what you're going through right now, and go listen to how I built this. And they all, most, yeah, almost all of them, yeah, all of them have a happy ending at the end. So it's not all just struggle, but 
throughout the episode, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of people had to gain investors and have give, you know, get angel investors to come in and, and then they have a board to answer to. And then they have a lot of employees and they have to hire and just, there's so much. We are so lucky to be in the business we're in. And whereas, you know, our ceiling for how much we can make is quite a bit lower than Tesla's or Amazon, it's still really high coming at you from an artist who's making six figures right now. And it's like, it's so possible. However, it's not going to come before without you making the investment and it doesn't need to be money. Okay. It does not need to be money, but it needs to be time. And I always say too, like, or in my mind, the way I can rationalize spending money on a membership program (laughs) or a online course or a mentor or anything is it will come back to me times 10 at least. And I know this from now spending time and investing in things and having everything come back to me at least times 10. So I'm going to go through some of the investments that I have had to make to hopefully make you feel better about where you're at and hopefully make you feel better about maybe making an investment of some kind in your art business. I know there are several online academies to where they can teach you how to paint. Mine is mostly murals and prints, okay? We do a lot of like, you know, art business online that goes to a lot of different things, but really murals and prints are my specialty. So if you want to learn how to paint um, on canvas, it's Artist Academy is probably not, you know, the most, the, the best investment for you. However, if you want to learn how to paint murals, then it is the best investment for you. So just, just saying at a little overview, there are several other, you know, painting online things where you can you know, learn how to paint. And I highly suggest it if you want to move fast. Okay. And that's the recipe, you know, so time plus money equals, you know, a faster pace. If you, if you want to, you know, just learn at your own pace, not invest a dime in your art business. uh, It is still possible to, you know, move up the ladder and do your thing and do all of that. However, you will just go slower. And how to go faster is just the more money you want to invest and the more time you want to invest in your art business, the faster it's going to go. You can go either way. It's just the pace will determine, you know, how fast or slow you want to go. So I have invested and I'm really not sure how, really honestly, how much I invested in a college degree. So, but I do know that I graduated with $15,000 in debt of which I paid off in the next, I think, I think I paid it off in about two and a half years after college. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They're like, well, I don't have money for college. And again, not saying that that is the route for you. You can go whatever route you want, but just speaking through, you know, personal experiences, a lot of people down college nowadays because you have to invest in it and people graduate with, you know, high, you know, high loans and all of that stuff and then they can't pay it off. And where I see that happening a lot though is because a lot of people will go and they'll major in something that they're not, they don't love, but they think they can make money in and then they go and they get a job not even, you know, with the thing that they're 
majoring it. And so it's really hard to make money in something and that you don't love and that, you know, you weren't trained for. And so a lot of people will go and say, like, major in psychology. And then they don't go and be a psychologist. They're an accountant. Or, no, sorry, you have to have a degree in being an accountant. Um, they go and they work with kids in some way. I don't know. Well, okay, that's actually, as a psychologist, never mind. <laughs> okay, well, they're going and they're getting a psychology degree and then they're working in online stuff. I don't know. They're not using their degree. Okay. And it's a lot harder to pay off your degree with that. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in downing the college experiences because you're, you're thousands of dollars in, you know, in loans later after college. And I just want to say I graduated with $15,000 in debt and paid it off two and a half years later and now have made times 50, like the amount I tried to like think about how much it was actually times, and I don't know. So we're just going to all, for all of these, we're just going to say over times 10. So I have made back my investment over times 10, <laughs> okay? I've also invested in a $1,500 course online to help me learn how to teach online, so to help me how, learn how to communicate better and to set up um, tutorials better. And just, I was like, okay, I don't know how to do any of this. I'm either going to, you know, just do it trial and error and I could lose a couple customers in the beginning doing it that way. I don't know. I, I wanted to learn how to do it quickly. And so I learned how to do this in just a couple months and learned how to do online marketing and have now made back my investment times another times 30. I don't know. It's a lot. So over times 10. I have, And I made that first $1,500 back, I would say in about, I don't know, three months maybe. So, and it took me about three months to learn it. And as soon as I put it into, you know, into action, it took me about three months to, you know, pay that off. And now I've made times 30 or whatever. I don't know, a lot. And so I'm, so any, what I'm trying to get at is any investment that I have made, I've made the, the money investment and I've made the time investment because you can't do one without the other. You can't buy a course and then not put the time in it and expect it to get paid off. I, it has worked. <laughs> and I've made times a crazy amount that I, I don't think I would have made as fast without it. Would I have figured it out? Would I have figured out how to paint in college or, you know, how to, how to, you know, teach online without that course? Probably, but it wouldn't have been as fast. And I don't think it would have been as good. You don't know what you don't know. And there's so many things inside of in college and in that course that I took to learn how to teach online that I just could not have gathered by myself on my own. Like that, you know, an epiphany would have not have come to me to know how to communicate through email or to do all this stuff that I know how to do that I've learned from someone who did it before me. So... I've also paid $200 to learn how to sell on Pinterest, which is now made back over 10 times. And really, it's, it has made it back with one client. I have recently got, in the past couple of years, gotten that one client who found me on Pinterest, who then went from Pinterest to Instagram to see my Instagram and to check me out. But she found me because she was searching murals on Pinterest and... I spent $200 to learn how to properly, you know, set up a Pinterest, you know, thing and to market myself on Pinterest. And it just only took one client to make back that investment times 20 or so. I don't know. I, I don't know how much, <laughs> but it was a lot. And also, I just want to say I have invested in a virtual assistant. They pay 
about $5 an hour and she helps me with small tasks and just that amount of money pays back times 10 because that the stuff that she's doing I can spend that time making painting and making way more with that and and I'm hiring somebody and I'm helping to you know pay for you know or I'm helping to you know create a job for them and so with that so hey hey <laughs> hey Adriana <laughs> she's actually editing the podcast right now thanks thanks for editing the podcast while I'm out painting by the way and so that small investment I also want to point that out too because you know a lot of people think that making a giant investment like fifteen thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars two hundred dollars no pay her five dollars an hour and it helps me out a lot. So I just want to help inspire you to go look and see if there's any, you know, anything that you can invest in that might speed up your progress. And if you don't want to speed up your progress, if you're not willing to invest, then you have to stop worrying about it. (laughs) Because it took Amazon and FedEx and Tesla and all these people years and years and years to be profitable and you're sitting here being (laughs) upset because you're looking at me getting you know one window or sorry getting a bunch of window jobs and you're like well I've only gotten one window job this year and I just want to say you know me too (laughs) in the beginning when I first started to pass around window stuff like I got one job in the first year and then the next year I got three window jobs and I'm, and I'm saying this because in the academy we're currently doing holiday window art right now because it is the time to do it and I you know show them how to pitch themselves and do we do the flyer and all of that and some are getting really discouraged because you know they're taking the flyer around and they're like well I only got one job and I'm like okay yeah cool bro yeah same in the first year me too <laughs> and however the second year I got you know a few and that one that one job I got the first year asked me back so every time you send out a holiday window flyer and they hire you they're gonna ask you back the next year likely and so now and it's built up to now I'm doing like 20 and I love it but a lot of people are looking at me and being like whoa she's doing window art all day I'm passing around flyers all day and I haven't got any I'm like and I just want to challenge you too I say are you posting about it are you posting consistently on your social media every single day like I am doing window art and if you don't have a window art job I would say paint on your own windows do a quick little video or a quick little photo and that's it it takes like 30 minutes to do that and you have a post for the day and you'll get a job from it that's the thing a lot of people are not willing to put in the work and paint their own windows in order to show people that they can do that and take a photo of that job and take maybe a video because the videos are the thing that are getting me hired this year I'm just going to tell you making these short videos of me doing holiday window art are the thing that is making people comment and take notice and hire me But a lot of people won't invest in learning how to edit a video, which we have video training in the academy for anybody listening. We have that. Students go back in there and look at that. But it's just another thing that you have to invest the time into learning how to do video or learning how to paint or learning how to edit a photo (laughs) or just taking the time to put a photo up on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever and you have you doing the thing that you want to be hired for. You have to take that time and do it or you cannot be sad about not getting getting jobs right now. You have to put in the time or if you cannot put in the time right now then you just cannot be sad about it. It's not it's one without the other. You have to be okay with it.
and one last thing, and then I will leave you. And I hope that this hasn't been, um, you know, too like bossy or anything, but it. I hope that this has encouraged you a little bit and just put it into perspective how, you know, how, what it's like in the first couple years of businesses. And it's hard for everyone. Okay. It is literally hard for everyone, but you can't look at everybody else. And I just want to leave you with one last thing. And it is to just <laughs> bask in the idea and the notion and that, you know, the reality that you are in the first couple years of your business. And you can use that as an excuse. <laughs> that is a really great excuse saying, well, this is the first year I'm trying to make it work. Um, this is the first year I started painting. This is the first year I started calling myself an artist. It's okay if I have not gone viral yet or I have not taken off yet because I am in that first year. And that's how I looked at it whenever I first started this podcast as well. And when I first started the Artist Academy, because that is a whole new business, you know, teaching online. And, you know, it's similar to like my own painting business that I have that's separate, but the same. But when I first started the Artist Academy podcast in, you know, in the first couple of years, I was just like, well, I'm just, I'm just learning how to interview and I'm just, I'm just putting things up, seeing what sticks. I'm just experimenting. Like it's, it's my first year, you know, I'm not expecting anything. And that's the excuse that I use. And it's it's a legit one. And now, as we're approaching the two-year mark of this, and it's coming up, now I'm like, okay, well, now it's time to reevaluate and look back and see what's working and what's not. And because I'm getting to the point where I can't use the newbie excuse anymore. <laughs> and I want to talk about that just to show you. Because in the first couple of years, I'm just like, ah, I'm just figuring it out. Ah, I'm just throwing things up there. Whatever. Like in the first year of the Academy, it didn't profit. Last year when I started the Artist Academy, I spent money on investing in you know, someone to help me who was so Adriana, I paid her and then investing in the online courses and then investing in a platform um, to hold the Artist Academy tutorials and like all the things I spent so much time and I didn't profit at all. Advertising, all the stuff was in there. I didn't profit at all in the Artist Academy. Now this year I am, but this year I feel like the bar is a little bit leveling up because now I'm like, I should know better. My views should be up more and now it's time to grow. So bask in that first year. That is the most stress-free year in my opinion because when you're, when you're, you know, you're seven in your art career and you make a mistake that's you know, a newbie mistake. It's, you can't use the excuse of, oh, sorry, I'm new around here. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should have known that. Or I know how to get the resources to figure out how to do that. And that's reaching out to other artists in your area who know how to paint better or know how to market better or other things. Reach out to someone who has been there and done that thing, you know, who's a little bit further along than you are and learn from them. And that's the secret recipe to all of it is <laughs> just, you know, like you're listening to this podcast right now, just reach out to someone who has been there, done that before you and ask them a question of the thing that you're wondering. I have Artist Academy students all the time, like Taryn, a student in Alaska. She reaches out all the time and is like, hey, I'm communicating with this customer. They said this. I don't know what to say. What do I do? And I will literally type to her, okay, say this. And I'll be like, thank you for your inquiry. And she will like, hopefully, I think, cut and paste and then type that to them. But it's so easy for me because I've, I've been in that exact position before. And she's over here in like 
kind of a deer in headlights, not saying that's a bad thing, but kind of a deer in headlights, be like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, no big deal. I've been there. And I've had customers reply to me in a great way when I've said this. And so she'll be like, thank you. And it's so much easier. And she could have lost that customer because of that if she would have, you know, responded in a different way. So reach out to a mentor just like that. You guys are not bugging me. Artist Academy students, you are not bugging me. If you reach out to me for anything at all, I love it. <laughs> even if it takes me a couple hours or even a day to reply, like I will reply to you and I will absolutely love to help you through your process. They say a mentor is someone who can see your future brighter than you can see it and that's just so completely true. I heard that quote not long ago and I'm just like, oh, that is it. That is so it. A mentor can see your future brighter than you can see it. And so they can help. We can help encourage you to keep going because after your first couple of years, you will start profiting as a business <laughs> and yeah, it'll all work out. Okay. All right. I'm about to go paint some windows <laughs> now. So I will talk to you guys later. See you next week. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week.